This week, we do our annual pit stop in Bloomington, Indiana. New beginnings for the IU football programs. Men's and women's hoops is in full swing. We talk about campus life and facility upgrades. Enjoy this episode with Hoosier for Life, Scott Dolson. DK, as always, this episode of One Star Recruits is brought to you by the best sports t-shirt website out there. It's 500level.com. They have Indiana Hoosier State t-shirts available for $26.99. They have Eric Gordon t-shirts, a Hoosier basketball great, now a Phoenix Sun. Check it out, 500level.com. 20% off everything on the site with the discount code PODCAST at checkout, 500level.com. Let's go. This is Scott Dolson, and I'm on with the One Star Recruits. And as I always say, go IU. Yo, aloha. Welcome to the One Star Recruits podcast. So nice to be back in Indiana. As One Stars know, we try to go to every state. We try to move around the One Star Recruits. Part of our plan with this podcast is to gather five-star humans from all over. And we love every year going to Indiana. We've had some wonderful people on the show from Indiana. Calbert Cheney. Rip, who else have we had from Indiana? We've had a wonderful list. Keith Smart, Steve Alford, pretty much all a lot of the basketball greats from, from Bloomington. It's nice to touch base. It's always the most friendly interview. The Midwest is so wonderful to come talk about hoops, football, what's going on in Bloomington. We're really happy to be back. The Battle of Indiana in men's basketball is upon us this week, so it's a great time to be here. Number two comes to Assembly Hall as we're recording. Today, it's a huge game. It's the official passing of the torch for what could be the Blue Bloods of the state of Indiana. What's really been held by the Hoosiers for so long has kind of been taken a little bit by Purdue. We get to battle for that torch again, which is always exciting. It's going to be a loud one for Big Zach Eady coming into Bloomington. Yeah, it's funny too, DK. With We all know how much uh, the world of college athletics is, is what have you done for me lately and Mike Woodson, let's be honest, he's been he's been kind of polarizing the past few years as Indiana head coach because there's high expectations in Bloomington. But Scott Dolson, uh, as you hear in this interview, he's a big backer of Woody. And these are the kind of games, DK, that if, if you can win this game, uh, upsetting the number two team in the country, if he can win this game, Hoosier fans will be all behind him 100%. They will be pumped up. And good news for anybody watching in a bar across the, the, the state of Indiana, in Bloomington in particular, why rip? Bloomington bars must now turn on their closed captioning under a new law. The first time ever for this law, closed captioning law, which made a lot of sense for me. I'm 42. Guess who watches 80% of my sports and television with closed captioning on? Guess who watches a lot of my Netflix shows with closed captioning on? So from a 42-year-old man, I salute you, Bloomington lawmakers. Wow, Bloomington bars on the up and up. Yeah, the lawmakers. I mean, especially if you're in a crowded bar that doesn't have great sound or, or any sound coming from the TVs, a, a one-star sound system, if you will. That's huge, man. Not just for the hearing impaired, bro. It's for also crowded, noisy bars, and we want to catch. We just want to catch what's going on, all right? We're getting older here in life. We got we to gotta be in the damn no. So shout out to Bloomington. I know Assembly is going to be popping. It is. We say it every damn year, but we got to put it on the list of of a get-to spot. It's like Madison Square Garden. It's like going to kind of Dodger Stadium. It's one of these that has to be hit in the lifetime. So I'm going to say it again to manifest. I'm a manifester. I've manifested some damn things, Rip. This is going in the real manifesting bank for, for 2024 for me because I'm sick of talking about it. 
I don't know how much more we need. I mean, Scott Dolson pretty much invited us to to have lunch at Buffalo's in this interview. I, I mean, he, he didn't say it in so many words, but that's what it felt like to me. I mean, we, buy our tickets to Bloomington now at this point. God, I will get half honey barbecue, half mild, one ranch, one blue cheese. I'm already fully prepared and on board. I miss wings so much. Very limited, great wing options in the state of Hawaii. Rip, now that you're bringing up Buffalo, he's classic, one of the best. How many how many wings could you eat uh, at one time? You, you sound like you're you're really fiending for wings right now. Uh, what's the over-under on, on uh, let's say, 35? No chance. Things have changed in my life. I, I think I, eating-wise, I could I could do... It depends on the, on the wing size, but if I did all flats, I could eat 24. That's where I'm maxing out on wings. Uh, you know, if I had a gun in my head, I could probably do 35, though, actually, come to think of it. Yeah, I could easily eat 35, especially Buffaloes. It's uh, great wings, great food in the whole state of Indiana. Might have to get to Michigan City, where Scott's talking about the best burger of all time. Rip, what's the name of the spot? Swing Belly, man. Yeah, the, the, we need a road trip, but we need to crisscross the entire state at this point. We'll get there, Indiana, I promise. Good stuff on this interview. I noticed probably for the state of Indiana, basketball's at all-time high. A basketball craze state for sure. Dude, did you see that they put a basketball court inside the Indianapolis International Airport? I saw. I saw the pictures. It looks amazing. It feels like one of those things because you can't actually play on it, right? It feels like one of those things that's just like a social media op. So you're walking through the airport. You hashtag indie all-star 2024 or whatever it's a good idea but i'd, I'd like to get out there and, and go one for ten on elbow jumpers i don't know about you yeah launch some threes from there good what do they call that in marketing it's just, as an activation nice activation get a picture tag all-star game always fun to get your feet on the hardwood i mean i always love that it's very rare to sit and watch a game on hardwood with your the floor seats unless you pull up to a local high school game or your kids game or whatever so just getting your feet on real hardwood is always a cool experience I think basketball courts, basketball courts are, be, are are coming back. I'm seeing more people install basketball courts in big offices. You know, I think it's something that you could go do in your break time and, and go shoot some hoops. I think basketball is having a resurgence all in all in this country as far as being a sport that we can play. I'm disappointed I don't play anymore. I'm about five years out of a men's league that I loved. Maybe I got to get back into it. I don't even know if I could run full court right now, man. The last we saw of you was on our Chris Paul elbow shot, elbow mid-range challenge. I believe you went. It could have possibly been 0 for 10 on those elbow jumpers. I think I made two. You you made zero. We're one stars. Everybody knows it. But yeah, man, the, the, the more effort you put into it, DK, the better you'll get. I, I don't need to be a, a, a fortune teller to, to give you that advice. No, you don't need to. You don't need to be. Stick with the team manager. Scott was a team manager for Indiana. That's how he got his start with the Hoosiers. As a I was a team manager. At one point in time, I was I was a team manager of the JV tennis and golf team at Wayland Academy in Beaver Dam, Wisconsin. Guess what? Didn't make it. Got replaced. Only lasted two weeks. Got replaced by a better manager because I messed up on travel schedule. One mess up and they kicked me out. I know how difficult of a job that is. This guy's a legend, Rip. This guy really loves Bloomington. He's been there through all of it. I talked about being a manager. He, he climbed all the ranks, right? Climbed everything, worked for the Knight family, Indiana native. I don't think he's ever lived out of the state, uh, which is amazing. And even this this initial story about him uh, trying out for the movie Hoosiers is uh, worth a listen. Basketball Craze five-star interview here with Scott. One-star audio from Rip. 
He hasn't done it in a while, listeners, but Rip messed up his audio and we had to record off the backup Zoom, so the audio is a little messed up. However, wonderful interview. Enjoy with AD Scott Dolson. Now joining the One Star Recruits podcast, we have a husband, a father, a native of Michigan City, Indiana, the current vice president and athletic director at Indiana University, a Hoosier for life who would never willingly enter his name into the transfer portal. Scott Dolson is on with the One Star Recruits. Thanks for hopping on with the One Star, Scott. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. We're excited to have you on and, and talk all things Hoosiers. Uh, I'm curious for someone like yourself who was born and raised in Indiana, like I said, Hoosier for life. How many times have you seen the movie Hoosiers and when was the last time you watched it? I mean, I, I hate to use a gambling term with an athletic director, but DK set the over under at 42 and a half times. <laughs> I bet you, I bet you that's close. I bet you I've watched it at least, and it has to be over 30. But I'll tell you something even better. I was, I want to say, maybe a sophomore in college when Hoosiers was filmed and a bunch of buddies and, um, and myself, we drove up to the, they had they had tryouts where you could be uh, be cast in the movie. So I, I, and I, I kid Angelo Pizzo, who obviously wrote the movie Hoosiers, who's a, an IU grad, Bloomington lifelong resident. He's a great friend. He's still around. And I tease him all the time because I got cut. I, I waited in line all morning. He went and did a, a you know a casting call, tried out, and I, and I did make it. So I always tell him that, Angela, I could have been famous. You, you cut me from the movie. But, yeah, Hoosiers is just – I can't turn it off. My, you know, whenever I flip around, it comes on, I, I, I watch it. It was your big break. What was the, what was the tryout uh, audition for? Was it just a, somebody in the crowd or was it for a particular role? It, it it would have been either on the Hickory team. So there were the people who were on the Hickory team, other than I think Jimmy Chitwood, who was a star. I think the other players were all part of this audition and then the players on the other team. So it was really a little bit of a basketball tryout type deal. And, uh, you know, fortunately I didn't make it. But, yeah, the actual team itself came out of that audition that day. And the line was so long. There were hundreds of of people, you know, guys trying to try out to be a player on the team. Amazing. I bet. What a great thing. I would put that on my LinkedIn page if, if I just <laughs> yeah. happened to be there that day. Exactly. Uh, you know, what wasn't there at that time was yeah. the transfer portal, man. And I think it's gone, at least mine has gone above my wildest expectations of kind of the movement and how this thing works. You can tell me if I'm wrong. I think it's over 2,000 players just in football put their name in the in the portal since the regular season. Michael Penix Jr. We got to talk about him. He played four years as a huge as a Hoosier. We loved watching him there. Went to the portal, had incredible success at Washington. What was it for you, Scott, watching the Huskies in the title game and Michael Penix in particular? Well, it was even bigger than Michael Penix. Well, number one, Michael Penix is a, a, a great young man, and we really loved having him a part of our program. And he created lots of great memories. We'll never forget the the first game of the pandemic against Penn State. I've got that picture still in my office when he scored the touchdown uh, to, to to win the game, uh, actually the extra point. But really, that was just so interesting because on both Michigan and Washington, there were lots of Hoosiers connections. You know, we have two former players that played on Michigan, you know, former coach Mike Hart, who was a great part of our staff here, and then certainly with Kalen DeBoer and 
Nick Sheridan and, and Michael Penix and, and then Bill Inge, the defense coordinator for Washington. So it was really interesting to watch that and to, to, to cheer for those guys. You know, all great people, uh, you know, really, really made contributions to us here, but obviously moved on to different things. And, you know, you always – you root for guys that you that you know. And uh, it was really exciting to kind of watch that, knowing on both sides we had friends that were, far, you know, part of our Hoosier family. Yeah, you framed that beautifully. That's kind of where I was getting at, too. The, the foundation was set and kind of like the portal. Things move, movement happens for whatever reasons. Spring's right around the corner. Football's coming up again. Uh, when Tom Allen was let go, kind of we talked about a loss of momentum a little bit. Now we have a new head coach. Mm-hmm. It's time to recalibrate a little bit to just to kind of keep everybody there, to keep the portal moving. Something that you've done throughout your career is facilities upgrades and really focused on having the best of the best for your student athletes. What are two main investments you'd like to see made in the football program uh, from a facility standpoint? Well, uh, I'll say this to start with, that, that that everything we do, and I and I give my predecessor a ton of credit. You know, I was his deputy AD, Fred Glass, who really over his tenure here just really transformed our facilities uh, to a whole nother level, uh, which is really important. But but for us, I think what's always been about people, and I say that I meet with as many recruits as I can. I love meeting with recruits. And for me, I always say to recruits, you know, there are lots of bells and whistles. And I think in terms of resources to provide our student athletes, I think I think we've got them and I'm real proud of them. But what I'm most proud of is the people that we have around. And so back to what you said in making the change in football, the thing that that I think I'm I'm most proud of right now is 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 the the team that Coach Signetti is is Coach Sig has has assembled. And obviously we we really knew from the start, as I said, the press conference, uh, you know, felt like he was a really good fit for us uh, in what he's done and surrounding him with his staff, his coaches, his support staff has been really, really good. In fact, I just saw our new director of football, strength and conditioning in the hallway as I was walking back in my office for this, this podcast and just had a quick five minute conversation with him just on how the transition's gone with the current players who are returning, all the new transfers who's come in and just integrating that and how the first week of, of the spring semester, it's gone really well already just in the second day of workouts. And so uh, the, the, the people is what it's all about from a facility standpoint. You know, I think our next big thing for, for us in football is, is to really have a comprehensive master plan to make sure we can modernize the stadium from a fan experience standpoint. And, you know, I'm really proud to be a part of the Big Ten Conference. Big Ten is is so strong, so tight. And I want to make certain that we can continue to modernize our stadium so we can compete uh, like we need to at, at the Big Ten level, particularly now that we have 17 teams and or, or 17 new teams, obviously, uh, uh, making it an 18-team uh, conference. I think it's a big deal for us in terms of modernizing our football stadium. It's it's only going to help, you know. And the question that keeps coming up with listeners for us and when we talk to Indiana fans is, can IU compete with the Ohio States and Michigans of the world? Both nil in revenue, but also overall experience. I think you have the pedigree. Gosh, the score, the story, Scott, of, of Indiana is electric. It's it's one of the best to sit in a parent's and a, and a, and a student athlete's house or, or in a meeting and, and tell that. I really think things are exciting. I think with basketball and Mike Woodson, it's going such in the right direction. The, the amount of pros that we're seeing from Indiana is on the up and up, and that building is always rocking. Tell me something that you're most excited about for the basketball program this season. You know, you mentioned it. I think the player development, there's so many things behind the scenes that I have an opportunity to see that that, that others just wouldn't just because of, of, of the access or the ability for me to be behind the scenes. And I really like to 
to, to really be around behind the scenes. So I get a feel for what's going on. And although we had a tough loss last night, as, as we, as we sit and talk on this podcast, uh, I can just tell you behind the scenes, I just love the player development. I love the staff. I love, you know, we added Calvert Shaney this offseason and just even what he's brought. And, you know, you look at Trace Jackson Davis, who's one of my most, he's probably one of my favorite stories uh, as I've watched so many student athletes here over the years. But Trace, and I've said this publicly, and I, I've said it to him a million times, you know, when when we made the move and I decided to, to make a change and move on from Archie Miller, who I really liked and we were close, but it was time to make a change, I felt there. And Trace could have left and had opportunities big time, but he wanted to stay and be a part of changing the trajectory of Indiana basketball. And and just to see his progression, you see what he's doing right now with the Golden State Warriors. I was texting with his dad, uh, I think Monday, and it was just, you know, just a great exchange because he and I have talked a ton. And just to see what Woody did in developing Trace, but then also to see that Trace really stuck with us when he could have left or could have really tried to maximize his value uh, you know, he did really well here in all ways, but I think uh, his story is one that I'm most proud of within their basketball. And the way that Woody behind the scenes really develops the players has been really fun to watch. The, the way he fits in in the NBA is straight out of Woody's book, and it's it's an excellent place for the Golden State Warriors. We just learned recently Dale Davis is his father, which is yeah. so cool, so amazing. We're in year three of, of Woody, of the Woody era as head coach, and sometimes college basketball moves pretty cool. Pretty quickly, I think Woody's in his sixties, mid sixties. Do you consider it part of your job description to start thinking of a succession plan, or are we rolling? Are we are we rolling until the until the wheels fall off? Yeah, we're rolling. I don't, you know, I think that's it. back in the in the older days, older days of ads. You know, there was always that every good ad had to have a note card and in a, in their pocket they knew here's five potential football coaches or five potential basketball coaches. I just don't think that that that's the case anymore. I think you always have a vision for your program or all your programs. We, we put together what we call championship plans, and this is what we need to do to succeed in every way in our recruiting, our player development, our style of play, how, how we build character. We, we do that for all of our programs, and we continue to do that. We continue, and you know, I work closely with Woody on, on certainly achieving all of our goals, but, but I don't really think about, I think with – with access to information, with search firms and everything, anytime changes happen in any program, I think you can move pretty quickly. In our football example, uh, you know, in fact, I just was with Coach Sig yesterday. We went to a luncheon and we were talking in the car on the way over there. And he said, man, uh, you know, you played Purdue on Saturday and, and made a change Sunday morning. And I was in place and already had my staff trying to gather on Thursday morning. You must have really, and, but we just, you just move fast and, and we've got to, a system that we put together that we we understand how to make a change like that. So, so anyway, so the answer to the question is a long answer is not, you know, I'm not really thinking about what's next. I'm trying to make certain I support Woody and our program to get to our goals that we want for right now. But by the way, uh, we talk about coaching trees a lot on this podcast and a guy you mentioned a couple of minutes ago, Calvert Chaney, we had on uh, last year. And, and uh, I think that's part of the succession plan is having those assistants in place. And sometimes, you know, when the time comes, you can promote from within. So, uh, just a shout out to Calvert, great Hoosier and a great coach down there. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Calvert's such a in one just a great person, and that's that's one of the things. Again, back to what we were talking about earlier. I honestly think whether we're hiring a videographer in our Cuban Center for, for Sports Media and Technology, or whether it's a football coach, you know, you have to hire good people, and uh, and, and Calvert's certainly one of those. And I, and I love having former players. We've got Calvert Chaney, we've got Jordan Holes, uh, Randy Whitman's a consultant for us, and I credit Woody for really bringing 
kind of that continuity back to understand the history of Indiana basketball and how we do things here and mixed in with the other staff that he's brought in. I, I really feel comfortable with our basketball staff big time. Uh, just to close it out, Scott, we end every interview with a segment we call one star to five star. DK mentioned we're one stars. We're, we're trying to get better with advice and tips, though, from every guest we have on this podcast like yourself. So just a few questions to close it out. And, and the, they'll run the gamut on a one to five star scale, one being the lowest, five being the highest. You grew up in Michigan City, like we mentioned, which right on Lake Michigan, uh, about an hour from Chicago. We love food on this podcast. So we're always up for hearing about great eating spots all around the country. What's the five-star lunch in Michigan City? I, is it a Reuben at the Ritz Club, uh, a Swing Belly Burger, or or something else? What the best food spot from Scott Dolson's childhood? Okay, uh, definitely. What my favorite place to go for lunch would be Swing Bellies. Swing Bellies is, is something that's been kind of close to the lake. It's moved the location around a little bit. They've got great burgers. They're awesome. But I do have to give a quick sh- shout out to because I'm a big pizza person. Albano's Pizza in Michigan City, maybe I, I've been all over the country, you know, travel with our sports teams and everything. Albano's Pizza. If you're ever in Michigan City, you need to get an Albano's Pizza and you'll thank me later. It's, it's what what style is it? Is it is it Detroit style? Is it Michigan style? It would be, it's not Chicago style. It'd be more like just you know, thin crust, lots of cheese, and uh yeah, just it's 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 amazing. It's really good. Those are the kind of gems we're looking for here on One Star Recruit, Scott. Uh, awesome. Moving on, one of the main objectives at IU has been to support female student-athletes and women's athletics as a whole. It's it's fundraising, it's facilities enhancements, it's the game day experience you talked about a little bit. And it, act, it seems to be working right now. So let's say on a scale of one to five stars, in all your years in Bloomington, did you ever think you'd see sellouts and reserve seating for women's basketball? That's such a great point, and and it is such a huge point of emphasis for us. And, and the answer is, I really probably wouldn't have thought that. I dreamed it and thought, man, wouldn't it be awesome? But it's really been incredible, and to see what Coach Morin has done, to see the and, and, and many people might not realize this, but when Cindy Simon Scott made the gift to to renovate, which was then Assembly Hall, which became Simon Scott Assembly Hall, she really inspired our women's program inspired coach Morin. And, and there was a real, I think uh, sort of wind that was created behind women's basketball's back. And then when cook hall was created as well, where our practice facility and uh, Bill and Gail cook who made the gift for that, it was really about making certain that our women's program could be equal with our men's. And so it uh, it's been awesome. And, and we've got a game tonight and, and, and we have to have, reserve parking and it's just like the men's games and so it's what we've always dreamed of but uh, sometimes it is surreal when I'm at games and I think wow I remember the days where you could talk to someone across the court from you at a women's game and now it feels just like the men's game atmosphere and so just love our women love love watching them play and so proud of where the program is and want to keep it growing and we're trying to do that for all of our women's programs and and, and actually women's basketball has helped volleyball has helped softball women's soccer grow as well. The whole Midwest, Scott, is doing is the volleyball thing that's taken over the country. Yeah, it's so amazing to see the Midwest lead the charge of women's volleyball and those buildings pumping like that, man. I think it's the way of the future. I'm really excited about it. I, I couldn't agree more. In fact, I had our annual evaluation with our, our head volleyball coach just about two hours ago, and we talked about just continuing to build. We've had two really good, su- successful seasons, and we're trying to grow that. And 
the way the Big Ten is going to be so strong, you know, with with 18 really strong volleyball programs. So we're excited about the future for sure. Things are looking up. And, and you, uh, this is well chronicled, you were a student manager for the basketball team, the men's basketball team for four years in the 1980s. The more I read about your story and others who have had that, that similar role somewhere along their journey, I'm a little in awe about how valuable of an experience it can be as a student manager. Uh, on the flip side, we're the one-star recruits, so so we want to hear about the bad stuff too. <laughs> what's a what's a one-star thing that you had experienced about being a student basketball manager? Maybe maybe something so memorable that you'd like to forget it, like doing laundry, anything like that. Just the one-star thing about about that job. We know it's a great job, but what's what's what was the bad part about it? You know, the really the 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 only bad part that there wasn't any job or anything the. You know the managers here at IU, and I can't speak to them at, at other schools, but there there's such a tradition, and uh, there was so many incredible positives. You know, I, I would not have this opportunity today for sure if I had not learned so much under Coach Knight in the in the basketball program. And my best friends in my life really were, you know, as part of being a part of the team. To be honest with you, and the only the the tough thing is is that when you lose. And this is part of being close in the program. You know, there were tough days just because you, you you're in the grind. And and you know, I learned a lot about winning. And there's so many things that I implement today in leading our department because I learned them when I was a manager. I learned uh, how to make certain that you don't get too high or too low, that you stick to your plan. And and you know, Coach Knight just had this system that I was I was able to be a part of, and, and certainly in a very very small way. And I always tell people. You know, we won the national championship in 1987. Still, if I hadn't been the manager, I, you know, if I hadn't been a manager, there it wasn't like, uh, you know, that my role was that significant. But you feel part of it, and you and, and I was able to observe. And so those observations that I made over my four years, and then and then subsequently working for Coach Knight's older son Tim, and watching how he ran Coach Knight's businesses, I didn't know at the time, but it totally prepared me to be the athletic director here. Uh, today, along with those experiences and after that. So I, there's this, it's just all good. It was just really, uh, I'm just so grateful that I had that opportunity and, and uh, could never really ever pay back all that I really received. Yeah, the, the hard work that, that goes into that. And a lot of times, I mean, 99% of the time it's unseen. It's a great role. And, uh, you know, I'd recommend it to anyone. Last but not least, a quick segment I just made up. It's called Marriage Advice from an Athletic Director. Both uh, DK and I here and our wives are celebrating uh, our 10-year wedding anniversaries this year, both of us. Awesome. You've been married much longer than that. You have five grown children. What's the five-star marriage advice for us for, let's say, year 11 and beyond? That's an awesome question. Congratulations on the on the 10 years. What, you know, for me, and I'm sure you feel the, the, the same way, and I feel so fortunate because I've, you know, my wife Heidi, you know, she loves athletics. She went to IU. I'm very fortunate that she she certainly is as big a supporter and into the success for our student athletes as I am. But my advice for you is, is that, and I have to tell myself this still probably every day, uh, you, you've got to compartmentalize and you've got to, to certainly uh, put, although your jobs and my job, and at times it's kind of all consuming and you can bring it home with you and, you know, particularly with cell phones and, you know, just technology today, you never disconnect. And I'm terrible at it, to be honest with you, because I'm just I'm, I'm kind of a high energy. I have a lot of but but 
for me, for a great marriage and to try to make certain that you can communicate. And, you know, I've got to make certain that at, at times that I, I'm, you know, times you probably do this, you think you can have a conversation with your wife while you're also looking at messages that are coming your way. And I, and I've tried to balance that and it's not fair. And, and, and uh, so I, I work really hard at trying to make certain I can detach and spend some time away. It's good for me. It's good for her. It's good for our marriage. It's good for everybody, but it's easy to say it's hard to do because there's so much going on these days that it's hard to totally detach. So try to detach. And even if it's just for an hour or if it's over dinner, just spend that time where you're totally focused and, and not thinking about other things. Uh, that's the best advice I could give you. It's great advice. And I'd actually like to compliment you because I think you're doing a good job. You you're on Twitter but you've never tweeted. There's there's zero <laughs> tweets from Scott Dolson's account. So I, you're definitely have, are disconnecting from technology a little bit. I, I am. Like I am. Yeah. That's you know I've I've just never been interested in in tweeting. Although we've had our social media folks at times have said, hey, it'd be good if maybe you did a few things. But you know I certainly follow it and look at it, and, and you can learn a lot, and it can be entertaining. But uh, you know I've always I've tried to with my private life tried to make certain that. You know, I can detach the best I can and and just kind of not. I always laugh because I thought, you know, if we're doing something even as a family and if I tweeted out, you know, hey, we're at, you know, on a trip or vacation doing something. And I just don't know if anybody's really that interested in what I'm doing. So it's kind of funny. I just really have never been interested in doing that. But I respect people who do and I enjoy it to watch it. But I've just haven't participated in it. People won't find you tweeting, but they can find you in Bloomington where you've been for the last 40 years. DK and I both have a huge place in our hearts for the Hoosiers and for the city of Bloomington. You have one of the toughest jobs when it comes to trying to please everyone, but I think IU has a really grounded and down-to-earth guy who, who I know you bleed cream and quick crimson. So we wish you the best of luck, and thank you again for coming on with the One Star Recruits, Scott. Well, I can't thank you enough for having me. You guys are class acts and do a great job, and wish you nothing but the best. And if you get back to Bloomington, you get this way, let me know. I'd love to say hello in person, and, and thanks for all you do to help kind of get – people's stories out there and to help promote uh, all that's good in college sports. We appreciate it. It's our pleasure. By the way, Warriors uh, come to uh, play the Pacers February 8th. Maybe we can get some uh, some Indiana alumni out there to hey, uh, support awesome. our guys. Sure, hey, that'd be awesome. I'm sure they will, for sure. There you go. Thank you. Awesome, very Scott. Much, Thank we you, brother. We appreciate you, man. Best of luck. Thank you. Take care. If you guys need anything, let me know. DK, thanks again to IUAD Scott Dolson, Hoosier for Life. It's good to have guests back on. And I don't know about you, but did he remind you a little bit of Steve Alford, who, who's now the Nevada coach? Obviously, Hoosier, great. He's got that kind of feathered hairstyle going, like Steve still rocks in Nevada today. Uh, but just a, it seems like just a genuine, wholesome guy, Scott Dolson. Yeah, he's got that look. Maybe it's in the water. Smooth operators from Indiana who who love their city, love their sport, love what's going on at their school. It's always nice to get an update. I'm excited about some of the the upgrades that are going to happen that we discussed. Uh, more importantly, bro, I think it's going to be this football program. We'll see. Instead of being a feeder program like it's been in the last couple of years, taking some more initiative and keeping some guys there to to actually make some noise in the indiana football program that's what's next we're going to move from a basketball school maybe a football school in this next chapter time will tell we shall see speaking of football great wild card super weekend good call rip on the on the bucks you called that that was kind of the sharps were leaning that way a little bit but you called it early last week amazing call on the cowboys you saw that and not a lot of people saw it i actually used your same information on other podcasts to uh, give my prediction of that game so other people 
think that I'm a genius, but that was all you, bro. Let's start with the Cowboys game. Did it play out exactly how you saw? It didn't. I think if you, if you play back the tape, I uh, I thought it would be a lot closer. I mean, I thought it may be a, a game-winning field goal at the end, but for them to just come out and dominate Dallas like that, uh, pretty amazing. And yeah, I think uh, I think some heads should should be should be gone in Dallas down there. Even maybe even Dak. Who knows? But yeah, to- total uh, realignment going down there. The thing I think I was looking at, you know, the, the final eight we're down to next weekend. It seems to me like the 49ers have a super easy path to the Super Bowl. To, to correct me if I'm wrong, but Packers going in there, I mean, it's a 10-point spread. I don't see much of a challenge coming. And then they get the winner of uh, Tampa Lions. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. Definitely the path is easiest. I always like the hot team who's on a roll, who's kind of has the right energy, the right flow. For me, it's the Detroit Lions. Biggest challenge for them was coming out of this first game and just getting that confidence and that swag level to go to the next level. We'll see. Big monkey off their back in Detroit getting that first playoff win, and it's fun. I like Detroit. I think Detroit's going to surprise a lot of people, including the Niners, but on paper, the way it looks, the talent on both teams, the Niners have a a pretty easy streak. I'm excited about what I saw down in Tampa Bay with Baker. It's another one that you called, Rip. I mean, this is a little bit more obvious. We watched the Philadelphia Eagles flounder. Not even the right word. Flounder the last, really, seven weeks, I think, of, of showing us who they were. I had this weird feeling in the back of my head that, that the Eagles might show up. They, maybe they were just playing a little game. They didn't want to put things on tape coming into the playoffs because they've been, they've been here before. I mean, Nick Sirianni was a wonder boy last year and years before. Now... Maybe his team's turned on him a little bit. All these Georgia guys don't like him. We're talking Mike Vrabel coming to take that job away. Things in Philly just got out of hand really quickly. I'm not sure fully what what, what happened, but what I can tell you is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers out of nowhere look like this real team as well with some momentum. And this guy, Baker Mayfield, which you also saw last week, is taking over a leadership role that we weren't sure if he was capable of. Guess what? He is. Guess what? When Mike Evans is double teamed, when Chris Godwin is double teamed, he's making the right check down to Rashad or he's finding one of these receivers we've never heard of to make a play and making a really, really tough throw. Baker's doing it all and he seems really patient and relaxed. Is this what you saw coming, Rip? You're a prediction expert. You saw this coming. Did you believe in Baker? I did not. I'm not. I'm not going to act like I did. I mean, he he was one of those unlikable guys the first few years in Cleveland. Seemed kind of cocky, but now I, I kind of feel myself pulling for him down in Tampa. And that atmosphere at Raymond James was electric. DK, we've been to that stadium before, and they got the pirate ship going with the fireworks. I mean, that that the pure home field advantage down there. Yeah, they they turned some heads the other night. Unfortunately, they have to go into Detroit, but we'll see, man. My favorite player in the NFL, Rashad White. Always pulling for him, of course, our guy. But uh, yeah, if, if I could pick a team to win the Super Bowl, just based on my wants, it'd be Tampa. Yeah, it would be Tampa. I think I think Tampa has some great friends of the pod and they have a really good story. I like Detroit. It's going to be fun moving into next weekend for sure. The Texans still around a great story. I think they had their fun. I think it will end with Baltimore and maybe Buffalo is back. They play the Steelers. So the Steelers have a lot of problems. They got a lot of injuries. But what I did like about that game was that Josh Allen was the, the Josh Allen that we kind of we, we need in these playoffs. I don't have a lot of faith that he's going to continue this. I think Buffalo's pretty fraudulent, uh, but it's going to be a fun game as we have Patrick Mahomes also in a similar situation. 
trying to really figure it out has to be the leader that we know he is. We got the battle. We got the battle of two of the best quarterback leaders in that game. So lots of fun coming down the pipe. Niners still your pick as we wrap up Wild Card Weekend. Yeah, I'm not going to make any crazy predictions, uh, you know, and pick pick the Buccaneers or, or the uh, Texans to win it all. I mean, I, when you just look at how the 49ers have played throughout the course of the year, everyone seems to be healthy right now. I don't know how you could go against those guys the way they've been rolling. They're both great on both sides of the ball. It's hard to beat. C.D. Lamb, C.D. Lamb, if you are unhappy, we're building a beautiful thing with the Arizona Cardinals. You would look great in red and white cd lamb if you're listening think about that all right let's do one star moments of the week listeners every week we're one stars one star things happen we like to talk about them every week i have a pretty good one this week it involves once again getting caught doing something embarrassing i've talked about it before my dog's a bit of a detective and a master at finding the medicine the, the pills that she has to take she's on a daily pill routine now at this stage in her life which is fine and she's supposed to eat them with her food she is a master. She is the ultimate warrior at eating around pills in her food. So I've ha- I kicked that. I had to kick that about six months ago and find a different way. Over the months, I've, I've kind of figured out a way to hide them in this chicken jerky that she loves. I've talked about this chicken jerky before, but it's really like operating a little bit of surgery to get... It's very thin. It's not easy. It's not like a nice, easy pill packet, which I learned about is something that exists as well. But my one-star moment is, is, is getting caught preparing this wonderful pill package that I've been doing for the last three months. Here's what I do. I have to kind of, kind of slit open the chicken jerky like a hot pocket to put the medicine in. So this week, as I'm preparing the jerky pills, Kimmy walks into the, to the kitchen, and she's flabbergasted to see me putting dog jerky in my mouth, using my front two teeth, my, my two front chompers to open the jerky to insert the pill into it. She couldn't believe it. Completely unheard of to see a grown human man putting dog treats in his mouth. Is that like a, you you need it to, to hold it in place for a minute? Like you need a third hand or you actually, are you actually eating it? No, you have two options. I, I you can either try to do it with a knife, but it seems to just be easier just to use my front two teeth to kind of create that inlet to get, slide the pill into. So I'm using my front two teeth just to create just a small bite. I've I've per- perfected it. I'm an expert at it, but I might pull away from it because I was I was caught and I was actually fully embarrassed to be caught. Who wants to be putting dog treats in their in their mouth and get caught? I think it's an okay thing to do by yourself, but when you get caught, you're like, ah, maybe that's not a a, a great thing to do. Uh, anyway, apparently that's not an adult move. That's not something adults should do to put dog treats in your mouth. She even called it a one-star moment in, under her breath walking away. She said one star as I was walking away. <laughs> I love that. And then I got a text uh, as she was traveling about these, these greeny pill pockets, which I've seen before, which are probably much easier, and I should give them a try because the dog does like the greenies. So my days of, of making my own pill pockets with my front two teeth, probably over. I love it, man. That's why our, our, our wives are in our lives, man, is to, to make us better, to, to vault us up a little bit and, and tell us when we're doing stuff wrong, DK. So, yeah, did you, you got some of those green pill pockets on Those on green order, pill or? pockets? They're on the list. Yeah, they're on the list. I'm going to pick some of them up. In the meantime, I'm going to use my uh, small little cheese knife to make my pill pockets. And you're not going to catch me putting, you know, because it's not like I'm eating dog treats, but you just put it in your mouth and you just got to do a little, 
you know, a little spit out and maybe in the sink or in the trash can. It's just not something you want another human to see you doing. But when you're when you're home by yourself, man, I say go for it. You only live once. It's uh in, in the privacy of your own home. Keep going, DK. You ever tie you ever tried dog food or dog treats? I think I've been dared a lot before. I have I, I have actually tasted like a tiny piece of a dog treat, but when you look at the ingredients, man, it's not something you want to be putting into your system. I think people would be surprised. They're actually I think they've gotten much better than um, you know, the bacon treats or the milk bones nowadays dogs get really good stuff i mean i'm not encouraging it but i'm not saying that it's terrible i'll just leave it at that one star dog treats one star to five star i had a i had a little bit of an awkward uh situation with a babysitter dk i'm gonna go into this one star moment of the week here we uh my wife and i don't go out a lot but we had a, a date night last week and we had a new babysitter that we because our first time babysitting the kids and my wife's kind of been in my head a little bit about my negotiating tactics with rates and everything, because everyone knows that the prices of everything have gone up. I think people at McDonald's out here in California, workers at McDonald's are making like 20 bucks an hour. So you'd figure uh, someone that you're entrusting the lives of your kids with would probably get paid a little more than that. But I'm always awkward about it, about bringing up a price or, or asking them what they charge and that sort of thing. So we had this babysitter come in having never talked about price which was a little weird situation because it's like, who knows what's going to happen at the end. So anyway, she watched our kids for four hours. I gave her 80 bucks cash at the end of the night, 20 bucks an hour. Our kids were, were sleeping most of the time. By the way, she she only really watched them for about an hour and a half. The rest of the time, they're asleep. So you figure that's a pretty good rate, 20 bucks, right? It's 2024. The, the girl's like 20 years old. Anyway, I get a text the next morning from the babysitter. Let me read this text here real quick. Good morning. So sorry to bother you, but my rate is $25 an hour and you gave me $80 for four hours. I should have been more clear. Sorry. Could you please Venmo me the $20? My Venmo is, and she gives me her Venmo, or I can totally pick it up if you prefer cash. Thank you. So here I am in, in a weird situation with this 20-year-old first-time babysitter. Uh, anyway, I, I immediately Venmoed her the 20 bucks. I said, my apologies. I should have talked to you about that beforehand, but I don't know, man. It's just such a weird moment, DK, with <clears throat> talking about that stuff and it goes for uh for having work done on your house too you got to always be upfront about the price so lesson learned one star moment i got uh dominated in the negotiating with a with a 20 year old and uh i won't let it happen again dk it's a new thing with the kids right now in that generation it's called standing on your business right there it's a new thing new confidence booster with the with the kiddos out there usually for that age group that would be a pass because they don't want the confrontation but now these kids are standing on their business getting what they're worth $25 an hour seems actually still pretty good. Pretty fair, right? That's a fair price nowadays. I don't know. I just, I just, we had a conversation about this last week, you and I off, off the podcast. We're just, we're, we're old, man. We're, it's, it's hard to really accept how much things have gone up in price. And, and honestly, babysitting is one of them. We used to pay 12 to 15 bucks an hour. Now we're looking at 25 or 30. It's crazy. I, I'm, I'm, I sound like the old man here, but uh, yeah, it's, it's just a new world out there. Yeah, you're an old man, man. You're an old man. I feel like this is the old man podcast here to rip. We're I'm trying to let it rip a little bit more. And all I'm doing is thinking about curmudgeon thoughts and, and being an old man here. I'm Outside of putting dog treats in my mouth, we're just uh, slowly wrinkling up here, bro. We got to keep it young, keep it fresh. I need some more 500 level t-shirts so, so people don't think that I'm just some old curmudgeon. I got that Ryan Sandberg. Wear that thing around uh, Kauai and you'll be the toast of the town out there. One star. Are you going to keep her as a babysitter or is she off the roster? 
I don't know. That's the thing. I mean, yeah, there, there's other other things that, that went on that, you know, she she wasn't a five star. I'll, I'll tell you that much. But, uh, you know, we'll see, man. We'll, we'll see how much we need a babysitter at some point in the future or we'll have to maybe look at other options that, that charge maybe 20 bucks. It's tough to find good sitters, bro. You got to pay up for quality. That's the name of the game. It's like a football team. If you're going to jam your babysitter group, you got to have starters and you got to pay your starters. If you want to have your backups, you also got to pay your backups. But, you know. It's, it's tough, bro. Ca salary cap capped out. No more she's than a like, hundred bucks, probably a night. She's like the, the Gardner Minshew of babysitters, backup quarterback. You might go out there and, and throw four interceptions and might come in and throw three touchdowns. You just never know what you're getting. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta pay up sometimes, or sometimes you gotta short change or who knows? I don't know what the hell is going on here. DK. Sweet Lord. Sweet Lord. Let's get to our Rex, man. Recommendations of the week. Something that made us feel good. We got our one-star moments. What's our one-star Rex? What do you got? Yeah, DK. So, yeah, let's talk about some positivity, turn some negativity into some positivity. I don't know how many people have experience with this store. I know it's been about 30 years since you played Little League, but the prices out there are crazy. You just mentioned I'm a value guy. Some of these baseball bats cost like $300, $400 now. There's no need to be spending that kind of money. Uh, you just have to go to a store called Play It Again Sports. Are you familiar with that, DK? Oh, yeah. Little League starts here in a couple weeks. You go to play it against sports. You got used bats, used gloves. It's like a buy-sell trade. It's like a GameStop for sports equipment. So that's one of our regular trips, weekend trips, uh, always this time of year now with my, both my kids in Little League is uh, play it against sports. I believe they're nationwide. So don't go out there and spend hundreds and thousands of dollars on sports equipment. when you can. Get, I got a bat the other day for 15 bucks for my kid, and it's almost brand new. I got some Bryce Harper uh under armor cleats for like 15 dollars. it's nice. uh, it's the place to be yeah i think that's something you can network to in your neighborhood for families who have older kids because they always have the stuff if you got to borrow it for a season or whatnot save a little money value guy big value guy rep over here i'll give you a value guy recommendation on my end next time you're at costco do yourself a favor grab the uh, chinese chicken salad it's amazing. It's in I've the, had that before. You've had it. You know. It's great. You actually get it's two portions. So you get two two Chinese chicken salad lunches or dinners or whatever. We actually only have a house of two. So we break it into four. So you get four different meals out of this. Comes with a easy to make it kit. Only thing, reminder, you have to get your own lettuce. Does not come with lettuce. So we decided to go with spinach, baby spinach. Maybe a spring mix would be good, or baby arugula even, but we do baby spinach. It's just a great salad. You mix it up. It comes with the dressing, comes with uh, some 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 little nuts. Maybe you got to be careful of those nuts, Rev. We don't want you having any allergies. And then uh, a little bit of the best part, the dressing and the wontons, the little fried, the little wonton crunchies that you get with it. Uh, so it's it's five stars. You want to do a addition the upgrade i recommend stepping it up a little bit while you're at costco grab a rotisserie chicken instead of using the chicken that comes with it you know the pre-made processed chicken which is still fine still pretty good you can shred a little fresh rotisserie chicken and then you're right. really kind of a gourmet are those 4.99 out there on the island as well is that a nationwide thing 4.99 Four, rotisserie chicken 4.99 man 4.99 and i've been using that shredded chicken i'll tell you if you Get yourself a little Amy soup one of these days. I don't care. Pick a flavor. Shred some chicken. Put it in there. Boom. We just add a protein to soup. Working miracles over here with this rotisserie chicken. You want to make some, you want to shred a little chicken, throw it in a bowl, mix it with some jalapenos and some, some cream cheese and make some enchiladas, some spinach. Boom. Rotisserie chicken. 
it's really the key to success. You get caught eating dog treats in your in your kitchen and you're embarrassed about that. So you want to put a little pill in some rotisserie chicken. Guess who's not turning down rotisserie chicken? Dogs. Ever. No dog will turn down rotisserie chicken. You might have so. some more uh, some diarrhea or, or barf to clean up if if you go down that road. You really are a Costco lifer, DK. You had your membership like three months ago, and every every other recommendation of the week now involves Costco. You get a dollar fifty hot dog on the way out the door, or what? It's new for me, so I'm still excited by all of it. In fact, my last trip we left, and I did I avoided the line. It was about twenty deep, too too long. That's two hours of my life that I'm not going to wait in line for a for a chicken bake. Although I thought about it. Uh, I'm getting better, but it's still very, it, this is like a whole new thing for me. This is a whole new world, and you got to learn lessons like anything in life. The Costco rules of the game: you got to learn how to move, you got to learn how to how to operate. I went to get uh, a couple things, including a new Oral B toothbrush replacement heads, and uh, I only made one bad purchase. I bought a pair of Bose headphones. I had to go return. So. I'm still learning, bro. But in the meantime, I'm learning the gems. And the gems are as followed. What I thought was beef jerky, and the OG Costco people will know this, it's not. That's too much beef jerky. You don't want two bags. It's just too much beef jerky in general. The real gems are the things like the Chinese chicken salad. So oh there you God. go. We might have to rename this podcast the Old Man Boomer Podcast, DK. This is getting out of control. <laughs> oh, thank, God, thank God we're back with guests this week. I might be – I actually – I might be replacing a toilet this week by myself. DIY. Have you ever, have you ever replaced a toilet DK? We might have a nope. real one-star moment coming next week. Nope. Definitely not. A, definitely. That's a call. Definitely. That's a plumber job rip. You do not. We go back about six episodes. You'll hear about, you know, feces, feces water in your bathroom rib. You're going to walk, probably walk into that, man. Give us five stars. We got to just, we need the I help. I feel like this is one of our, our, our podcast riff where we just really like ran into the wall of, uh, of, of becoming old, boring dude. So I'm going to make a promise to you this week, too, to do something exciting. You're doing a toilet. I'm going to do something exciting. So you Go to a club. Hang, hang out with some, some 18-year-olds, DK. I might drink a LaCroix Club soda. That's about as far as it's going to go. We'll see, though. Stay tuned. In the meantime, let's react, bro. Hit the music. Rip's reactions. Rip, the Houthis continue targeting ships in the Red Sea. You are a ship. You are a seaman. And a pirate jumps to your left. Boom. On your ship. What's your first move? You doing a punch? A kick? A run? Uh, I'm a seaman, DK. I, I am a seaman. Uh, I'm, I'm going to dive into the ocean because true seamen know how to swim. You're not going to uh, dive in the ocean. From I'm going to dive in the ocean. I can't stand an attack. I can't withstand an attack from a pirate. I'm going to. Well, I'm going to. Would you go do a punch or a kick before the jump, or just immediately overboard? Immediately, immediately overboard. I'm going to hold my. I, I've been known to hold my breath for about 90 seconds, so I'm going under the boat to the other side, coming up. And the pirate will have no idea what happened. But then, oh, the what happens after that? I'll probably die. But I got a good ninety seconds of tricking this pirate. The Houthis, the Houthis have won in the battle. The battle of Rip. The Houthis have, have fully taken it. Everybody's heard about this Alaskan airline flight that's been messing up all the airlines when the door popped off, or the door plug they call it, the door plug, whatever that is. I think it's the door when you sit in the aisle and they ask you if you can open the door and you kind of say yes no matter what because you just want a little bit more legroom. That popped off in the middle of the flight. Everybody's seen it. Scary shit, but everybody looked fairly calm. 
door pops off in the airplane rip you're you're not sitting in the in the row but you're about three rows over you got your kids with you what's your move you you, you cover your kids tell them what's your move what are you doing yeah i'm counting my blessings i'm i'm smothering the kids i'm holding them close uh, as tight as possible i really don't understand how these people were weren't sucked out i mean i have to reevaluate i love window seats i'm a window seat guy i'm gonna have to reevaluate though the, the, at this point the further away from a window you are the better i think sweet lord sweet lord snow was really bad for football this weekend the buffalo bills as they have done in years past put a, a bebop alert out to for fans to come help shovel snow at the stadium i mean you got to be hardcore to go support your team like that rip have you ever shoveled snow i have i've shoveled snow back in uh in pennsylvania probably for no more than like three minutes and i think i did it in big bear once for probably for no more than like 90 seconds just to move the car out of the driveway a little bit but yeah i'm not i'm not a snowbot guy clearly that's why i live in california and uh, I, I don't anticipate shoveling snow anytime soon last one the bear dominated the emmys story about a, a restaurant going from a, a, a beef shop to a five-star restaurant with all the craziness that is of being a restaurateur and a chef rip you pop open a restaurant in long beach what's the name and what kind of food you serve in it's a one-star idea, DK, but it's called it's called Bald Burger. I got the the Mr. Clean guy logo. Bald Burger means no toppings. It's a new thing, but it's an extremely healthy Wagyu grass-fed burger. You don't need anything on on it. You just need to taste the pure deliciousness of the meat off the grill. So it's called Bald Burger. There's no okay. toppings, just a bun and a burger. It'll probably Naked. go out of business. Yeah, probably go out of business within uh, 30 days, but that that's my one-star idea. I think you're on to something. You can partner with Mark Zuckerberg. He's growing cattle that is only eating macadamia nuts and macadamia milk. Rip, supposedly the new the new Wagyu of the Americas. He's doing that on the island of Kauai. Uh, bald Burgers, not hey, bad. In a, in, a, in a world where people want more toppings and more sauces, when they zig, I zag, DK. I go naked. I go uh, no, no toppings at all. So let's see how it goes. I like that. I think I'd bring back a rotisserie chicken restaurant of my past from a place that I once went to in Tyson's Corner, Virginia. It was called Chicken Out. Any listeners ever heard of Chicken Out? I would do a place called DK's Chicken, and I would do rotisserie chicken with excellent different uh, kinds of potato salad six kinds of potato salad and rotisserie chicken god we should get in the restaurant business because podcasting is just this was a one-star podcast rip i think because we are ready for action this week this week we're bringing action of life to come back full of stories and hilarity maybe a trip maybe a trip to buffalo will save us dk i think they got probably 10 kinds of potato salad over there with any any wing you can imagine bloomington indiana free ads buffaloes 812 let's go i need some wings maybe we'll see you next week five stars thank you see you next week